Well, praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 91. Again, that's Psalms 91. We'll begin reading at verse one and it reads, he who dwells in the shelter, your Bible may say secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the, the deadly pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall find protection. His faithfulness shall be your shield and wheel and wall. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that pursues in darkness, nor of the destruction that strikes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling. There shall be no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your tent. Let's go back to verse one. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. How do I dwell under the shadow of the almighty or better yet i need to i can ask this question how can i receive the protection of the lord so how do i stay under the shadow of the almighty how can i remain in the protection of god by dwelling in the shelter or in the secret place well, brother pastor, how do I dwell in a secret place by being led by the spirit of God, even in the hard places, even in the hard places? If we look at the, at the word of God, it says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly pestilence. Then it says, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that pursues in darkness, nor the destruction that strikes at noonday. A thousand may fall in your side and 10,000 at your right hand. If you notice hard places, this protection is taking place through the hard places in life. That's how I stay under the shadow of the, all, of the almighty by being led by the spirit of God, even in the hard places. Now, I'm reminded of Psalms, another Psalms that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Because God is with me. Now, why is God with me? Because he led me to walk through the valley of the shadow of death or that hard place. Now, this hard place represents a place that your flesh does not want to go. It's a place, once again, your flesh does not want to go. It could be a decision your flesh does not want to make. It could be something that your flesh does not want to do. Hard places, hard places. That is the secret place, the hard places in life. I think it's quite interesting Earlier in the 23rd Psalms, it says that he makes me lie down 
in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. Now, isn't it interesting? Listen, we all love the green pastures and being led by the, by the still waters. We love that. That represents the place of ease, the, the place of rest, if you will. But if you notice, that is a place, the word of God says, he leads me beside the still water. Now, the word of God says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Y'all know that's a place where God leads us. That is a place of comfort, a place of rest. And we love that place. But at the same time, there's a season in your, in your life where you have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Once again, we're talking about hard places. Many times hard places, it represents once again, the place where your flesh does not want to go. It's it's you just don't want to go there. You do not want to go there, but it's necessary for us to go through these hard places in life. You know, I'm reminded of Jesus. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, if it's possible uh, allow this cup to pass for me. You know, God, listen, I don't want to go through this hard place. I don't want to go through this place. Lord, is there another way? But then he said, not my will, but thy will be done. He decided to go through that hard place. That place was again that his flesh did not want to endure. But because he went through the hard place. There was a resurrection. He is seated, seated at the right hand of the father. He is our high priest, king of kings, Lord of lords. Why? Because he went through the hard place. What am I saying? Your hard place is just a portal to the destiny or the place in which God wants you to be. That place where he has shown you, the place where he has told you. That is the place that God wants you to be. But before you get there, you must go through the hard place place in the hard place is a place of protection. It is your, the place of protection. Now, there's another scripture that says the servant is not above his master. In other words, we are servants of the most high God. Jesus is our big brother. We serve Jesus. We are to be like Christ. We are called Christians. Well, if he had to go through hard places in life, you know what? We have to do the same. Once again, that hard place is a place where your flesh does not want to go. There's another script that, scripture that says that referring to Jesus, he learned obedience through the thing he suffered. A better translation of that. He obeyed when he had when he heard the voice, regardless of what he may have to have suffered, regardless of what he had to endure, regardless of what he had to go through. He obeyed the voice of the father. It didn't matter what it cost him. You all, we are to do likewise. Once again, many Christians like to stay in green pastures and being led by the still waters. But it is necessary for you to go through those hard places. Now, sometimes as 
dear children of God, you know, we can be guilty of using scripture, scriptures, using the word of God to bypass or to justify us not doing what God is leading us to do. Now, let me give you an example of that. I heard this man, he, he used to work in a, talk, in a call center. He, he talked about how one time he, uh, a person called and this young lady was frantic and she was hysterical and he couldn't really understand what she was talking about because she was so upset. Well, finally she calmed down and he learned that she had just been mugged. And she said, I, I quote Psalms 91. I believe in that passage of scripture. I believe in that God will protect me, but I don't understand why it did not work. Well, he said that he was prompted to ask her this question. Was it imperative for you to go to that place? And I believe the place was the bank. If my memory serves me correctly. And she said, well, no, I didn't have to go to the bank. And she said, in fact, I received a check. I had a check in my spirit not to go. And that is where we can see where the problem lies. She received a check in her spirit not to go. But she said that I can hide behind. She said, listen, I can just. I can quote Psalms 91 or I quote Psalms 91 every day. That's my protection passage of scripture, if you will. Well, how many of y'all understand? Once again, you have to follow the dictates of the Holy Spirit. The word of God says that they that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. You have to be led by the spirit of God. Now, follow me carefully. The scripture says in Romans, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, that word God is actually the translation is actually is Christos or Christ. And the word in that passage is actually rhema, which means spoken utterance. So that passage of scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the anointed spoken utterance. Again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the anointed spoken utterance. When that young lady uh, heard that or received that check in her spirit about going to the bank, that was the anointed spoken utterance utterance, but she tried to bypass the anointed spoken utterance by a word that she quoted every day. Once again, we have to be led by the spirit of God. Now, the place where she went, or I, let, me, let me say it a different way. Her staying at home is what the Holy Spirit was telling her to do. That represented her hard place. Once again, a hard place. Your hard place in life is that place where you don't want where you want to go, where you don't want to do, where you a decision that you have to make. Remember, the hard place is a place once again where your flesh does not want to go. So her flesh wanted to go to the bank. So she ignored the leading of the spirit, the anointed spoken utterance to go to the bank. 
and she ended up being mugged. You all, once again, the flesh never wants to go into the hard place. The flesh wants to do what it wants to do. Now, sometimes, now that was a hard place on a small scale. Now, don't get me wrong, we, our heart goes out to that young lady who was mugged. But sometimes this hard place, you must go through that hard place because it is, it is so important that you go through that hard place at, a, at, this, at the particular set time of God because that's going to be the portal to your, what your, to your ultimate assignment. Once again, that will be the portal to your ultimate assignment or how you're going to reach your destiny. Now, many times we can tell the severity of this, the importance of this, if you will, by what you have to lose, what you have to endure, what once again, what you may lose to follow God into that hard place. Now, I'm give you an example of what I just said. Andrew Womack is a, an anointed man of God. He gives this testimony. He says that he was uh, a freshman in college and he during that time, he received a three hundred and fifty dollar Social Security check because his father had passed. Now, three hundred and fifty dollars a month. During the late 60s. How many of y'all understand he was rolling hard? In fact, nowadays, if a college student was receiving three hundred and fifty dollars a month. That college student would be doing well. So anyway, once again, he he received a check for $350 a month. He was in college going to be a math teacher. He was he was uh, in, in the good graces, if you will, of his family and everyone was happy for him. He went to a, uh, an affluent church where most of them had college degrees. So once again, he was on seemingly the right track. However, he began to receive a check in the spirit or he just it was an unsettling uh, his things weren't right on the, in the spirit because he he just had this incredible urge to withdraw from the institution. Well, he ignored it for a while, but he noticed that it continued to grow so much so that he had a strong distaste. Now, he said that this was a major battle because once again, he had to check his Family, his mother, his family, his church, all of his friends, they were they all expected him to go to college and to do otherwise would be met with strong disapproval, if you will. Furthermore, he said, listen, if I withdraw from the institution, there's a high probability that I'll be drafted into the army and sent over to fight in the Vietnam War. Well, he said eventually he said. I had a peace. In fact, he said I had a stronger peace to withdraw from the institution than to stay. So he withdrew from the institution against the wishes of his family, his church and friends. And just like he thought he was drafted into the military and shipped over to Vietnam. But once again, the word of God says. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadows of the almighty. He was able to be led in the hard places. And because he was led in the hard places, God protected him. Isn't it interesting once again how God protected him even in the wartime? 
in examples given in, in Psalms 91 during this, this seemed like this, a battle. God can protect you right there in battle in the middle of the hard places. Once again, sometimes God will allow you to go to places. No, not all of us. I'll, I'll say it this way. All of us have to go to a hard place where our flesh just does not want to go. You know, oftentimes the enemy will give you all kind of reasons why you shouldn't go. In fact, his plan is to get you to focus on the reasons why you should not go. The reasons why, I mean, all the benefits that you will lose rather than focus on what God is actually telling you to do. Listen, the enemy is not your friend. At the end of the day, we all have to do or we all should do rather what God is leading us to do. And once again, God will lead you into the hard places. Sometimes it makes no sense. But you know what? Reasoning in our minds why we should stay versus the revealed knowledge of God in the revealed knowledge of God is the purpose, the plan, the next step in which you should take. So once again, oftentimes, if we're not careful, we will follow reasoning versus the revealed plan of God, the revelation that God is giving us. Once again, your hard places. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you in those hard places for development. Now, all what I discussed can be found in the word of God. An example of this is in Acts 27. In Acts 27, Paul is a prisoner. He is on his way to testify before Caesar. But while he's there by boat, the weather is getting bad. In fact, the scripture talks about how the weather is fighting, if you will, is coming against them. Well, they finally arrived in this place called Fair Haven. Fair Haven. Now, Fair Haven was not the best place to port, if you will. There was no protection. The ship could be damaged. But Paul said to the men of the ship, he says, listen, I perceive that if we continue our voyage, there will be much loss, injury, and possibly many of our lives will be destroyed. So we should stay here and winter here in Fairhaven. Well, the word of God says that the centurion listened to the reasoning, if you will, of the captain. And all of the men, most of the men, rather, they all agree. Let's go to Phoenix. Phoenix is a Phoenix is a better place. Phoenix is a place where it's safe. Uh, the, the ship will be safe there because of the position of the harbor, if you will. I know there's a saying that the majority rules. Well, the majority made the decision. Now, I understand Paul was a prisoner. But once again, Paul told him, if we do, if you do this, I believe that it's going to be with much loss. Well, one thing about the enemy, he's a master. He knows human tendencies. What do you mean, brother pastor? The enemy will back off at times. He will make sure that when you make that wrong decision, the decision of the flesh, which is what he's leading you to do. 
He will make sure for a small amount of time, for a season of time, if you will, he will make sure that you have smooth sailing. It will look like you made the right decisions. Well, that's exactly what happened with them, with Paul and the crew. The people on the ship, they took off and set sail for Phoenix. And for a, 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 a small amount of time, it seemed as, as if they made the right decision, but they sailed right into a hurricane. They were at sea drifting, frustrated for many, many days, perhaps weeks, but they were out there for a long time. Well, Paul told them, listen, you all should have listened to me. Sounds like a nice I told you so to me. But anyway, he said, you should have listened to me. But he said, an angel told me this night that the ship will be destroyed, but all our lives will be spared. Now, let's look at this. Everybody wanted to go to Phoenix. The flesh wanted to go to Phoenix. Paul was telling them, listen, we should stay here at Fairhaven for the winter. That represented a hard place. Why? Because the ship could be destroyed. There, there are issues. But, y'all, you know, once again, when you're in the secret place, in the place where God wants you to be, in that hard place, isn't it interesting? That's your place of protection. Everything would have been protected. They would have been fine had they stayed there. You all, once again, all of us have to be called by God to endure hard places. The Holy Spirit will lead us right into hard places. It is necessary for us to go through these hard places so we can reach the place in which God has prepared for us. Remember, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He was our great example. He is our great example. Example, once again, as the scripture says, the student is not above or the servant is not above the teacher. We have to do the same thing. Will you go through those hard places or will you try to avoid the hard places? Sometimes we, we wonder, OK, God, how come this hadn't happened yet? You told me this. We told me that. But when the Holy Spirit leads you into that hard place, many times, you know what? We want to avoid it. We'll say, no, I ain't doing that. I can't do that. No, you know, Lord, I, I, I can't do that. It's not time for that. Yes, that's the very place where God is leading you. But to for you not to for you to disobey the leading of the Holy Spirit. For you to ignore. The spoken, the anointed spoken utterance means you're only delaying your destiny. You're delaying the place where God has shown you. Yes, you have to go through that hard place. You all listen. In the hard place is a place of protection. That's truly the secret place. That's how you abide under the shadows of the almighty. Remember this. If you are in a shadow, you're in a close position with the original, the one who's casting the shadow. If we were walking and you were in my shadow, if you are in my shadow, that means you'd have to be in a close fellowship with me. You pos positionally, you have to be very close to me. 
For you, us to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, we must be close to God. That means where he leads us, we must follow him. We must also follow him, or I should say it this way, that includes hard places because that is our place of protection. Let's follow God in the hard places and live the abundant life. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.